Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of True Presence for Catholic Moms, where we dive deep into intentional living in motherhood. I'm your host, Kelsey Pascarell, and today we're tackling a common summer complaint from kids that leaves moms feeling like they want to tear out their hair. Boredom. So what does your child really need to hear when they say those dreaded words? And you know the ones I'm talking about. I'm bored. Let's explore it. Hey there, Mama. This is True Presence, the podcast where Catholic moms like you and me learn to be embodied souls. St. Catherine of Siena said, be who you were meant to be, and you will set the world on fire. In the midst of hurry, worry, and social media, we're doing a 180 and focusing on real presence, communion, connection, natural living, and bringing eternity into our hearts and homes. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I'm so glad you're here. Okay, ladies, before we start this episode, I wanted to let you know about a free resource I offer for Catholic moms. It's called The Well-Ordered Week, and it's a weekly email you get with some encouragement from scripture and the saints, as well as a weekly journal prompt to help you in this motherhood journey. It goes out every Monday and is super succinct, but the content is so carefully curated to be worth your time and help you get your week off to a purposeful start and to align your heart with God's will, right? Because we want our whole week to be centered in the right places, in our Lord's will for our lives. So if you want to sign up for that, just head to my website at truepresence.life or check out the link in the show notes. So my daughter, one of them, she is six and she just loves the audiobook of Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's Magic. And honestly, it's not the most amazing piece of literature out there, but it's very entertaining. Anyway, As many six-year-olds do, she likes to listen to her favorite bits on repeat, and her favorite chapter in it cracks me up. It's called The Whattle I Doers. And the Whattle I Doers are children who are basically bored to death because they can't make up their minds about what to do without direction, which I think is what most kids turn into in the first weeks of summer. So if your kids are bored right now and telling you that and whining, you're not alone. It's really normal. Now, why is that? First, Summer comes with a lack of structure, and I'm actually not saying that's a bad thing, so this isn't advice to fill the schedule completely up, but it is a change. So first, it's worth noting that boredom isn't actually bad for your kids. For example, a study published in the Journal of Experimental Child Psychology in 2017 explored the relationship between boredom and self-directed learning in children. So in the study, Children, six to eight years old, were divided into two groups. One group went into a boredom zone. So they were basically placed in a room without anything to do and nothing, you know, no specific activities. They weren't given any direction. And the other group served as a control and participated in an interesting planned activity during that same time. And after this, they put the kids into a different room where they were given a choice of engaging in various activities. What the researchers found was that the kids who had been in the boredom room demonstrated higher levels of curiosity and engaged in much more self-directed exploration compared with the control group. And this is just one study among many that have shown how kids benefit from boredom. It can be very good for them. They just need to learn the skill of making their own decisions and handling their own problems. So when a kid comes to you and says, 
I'm bored. What they're really saying is, I want you to make decisions for me and direct my time. So kids in today's world are used to being directed and entertained from sunup to sundown, right? They go to school, they have homework and chores and extracurriculars, and then suddenly summer hits. And unless you're signing them up for camps all day long, they're just going to have a ton of time to do things. So of course, it's deeply deeply uncomfortable for them to be handed their time with no instructions, no provisions. It probably feels a bit like if you're just dropping them off in a new place, like maybe a grocery store, and just telling them to get the family's groceries without teaching them how to do that. It's overwhelming, right? They don't know what to do. They don't know where to begin. They don't have this skill set yet. So While this might seem counterintuitive, if you want to teach your kid to handle boredom, you actually have to give them a chance to practice that regularly. So how do you do that? The first thing is to gird your loins because the only way out is through. You're going to hear that dreaded, I'm bored, as they're figuring it out. But we go into that knowing and deciding ahead of time that it's worthwhile, even though it's going to be uncomfortable and even though we don't really like to listen to the whining. We know we want to raise resilient problem solvers and let our kids learn how to be self-directed. So it's worth that sacrifice. It's worth that discomfort. It's worth giving it a chance. So when we recognize that their boredom problem and their coming to us is just a temporary situation and it's an opportunity for our kids to learn the valuable skill of self-management, that makes it a lot easier. Now, As parents, our role is not to constantly provide entertainment, but to guide our children in finding their own solutions. So when your kid says they're bored, it's really important to keep the ball in their court. If we want them to learn how to be self-entertaining, how to have this initiative and to manage their own time, then we have to keep that on their shoulders. And one of the ways to do this is to respond to them with curiosity. We ask them, what do you think you should do about that? And this encourages them to take ownership of the problem. We're giving it back to them. We're here to listen, but we're not solving it, right? So we want to spark their thinking process without giving them answers. What's really interesting is I've noticed that when I ask this question, like, what do you think you should do about that? They usually respond with a deeper thought, like, well, there's no one to play with which if you think about it is different than boredom. We're getting to what's underneath this for them specifically. And they're dealing with this loneliness and this not knowing what to do by themselves. So they might just need to process something like that and recognize it. And I found a little empathy goes a long way. I might say, yeah, that sounds hard. And just just hold some space for them to talk about it. Now, I've got four kids and sometimes they don't all wanna play together. And that's pretty normal and I don't force it. They tend to rotate who they're playing with and it generally evens out. So, you know, sometimes the girls wanna play Pretty Pretty Princess, which is a board game uh, where they put on jewelry and crowns and things. And my older son feels left out. He is not interested in playing that game and they're not really, you know, inviting him into it. But does that mean that they shouldn't be playing that by themselves, that they shouldn't enjoy each other and enjoy that girly time? No, it doesn't. So. You know, there's other times where my oldest daughter and my oldest son want to play a big kid board game, and then my six-year-old feels left out. And obviously, I'm not going to discourage them from playing something like 
monopoly or risk because that's really good for them and it's a great opportunity for them to bond. So even though my six-year-old can't play those yet, she doesn't understand them, she can still find something else to do while my other kids are doing this healthy bonding time together. I'm not going to interfere with these natural groupings unless they're intentionally being unkind because I think it's really normal and healthy to want to do things with a specific group of people or with a specific person. And I want my kids to learn that they're responsible for their own happiness and fun. Their siblings are not responsible for entertaining them. You know, obviously you want to keep an eye on things and make sure that if you've got like a kid who isn't really getting along with their siblings, that you're still giving them other social opportunities and view this in the holistic sense, right? Where we're looking at the big picture and making sure everyone's needs are being met. But when it comes to just that moment of, I wanna play with this person, but they're not playing with me, that's different. And I wanna bring this up because I think half the time boredom isn't really their issue. It's usually loneliness or wanting someone to entertain them. And they're looking to you to do that. They're looking to their siblings to do that. And we want to help them address that and process that. And we wanna help them recognize that that's a short term. All right, friends, if you liked this episode, one of the ways that we can get more awesome guests on this show is if you leave a review. So scroll to the bottom of this episode where the reviews are and hit those stars and then write me a little message about what your favorite episode was. I promise to read every single review and keep trying to get you the guests and information that helps you through this mission of motherhood.